This is Susan Wheelbanks with BlendedInsight.com. I am a holistic and integrative healing arts practitioner, an intuitive, and an energy healer. In this podcast, I share tips, tools, and suggestions that have helped me along my path in hopes of inspiring and helping you along yours. Let's get started with today's podcast topic. Hello, bright soul. Thank you so much for joining me on another podcast. I'm coming to you from a beautiful Colorado day. It went from rainy, cold to hot, basically. But I'm not complaining because I get to go outside in my hammock and I get to lay in the sun until I feel like I'm going to burst into flames and then I come back inside. (laughs) It's like it's really hot here in Colorado, but it is my favorite time of year. So I'm super grateful for it. I'll take it any day over the snowy months. And I went on my work trip. And guess what? It was great. It was great. I embraced the suck going in. Yes, there was dread building up to it, mainly because it was such a personal hardship. And I wasn't sure what the deliverable was going to be for the trip. But guess what? Everyone was so sweet, so accommodating. I work with great people, smart people, kind people. And it was actually really, really good. It was tiring. It was jam-packed days, time difference, and, you know, it was exhausting. And then when I was on my way back, I went. I worked that morning, and then um, my teammates dropped me off at the airport. And so I get on the plane to come back to Denver, and it was supposed to be around a four-hour flight. And then they came on and said that there was some bad weather in Denver, so they weren't going to do drink services, which is fine. I always get a bottle of water, and I bring protein bars and snacks for the plane, so I was okay. But it was already around a four-hour flight. And so then they landed us in Colorado Springs and then just had us sit on the plane for four hours. And when I mean to tell you, it was a sauna on that plane. It was so hot. And I had never had to be grounded on the plane for that long. I've been on very long plane rides because I've been overseas. And it isn't even about that. It was just weird because the weather really wasn't that bad. And then I hear all this rumbling about they're having an air traffic controller shortage. Neither here nor there. We sat there for four hours on this really hot plane, and people were crabby, and they didn't even have really snacks for us or anything. And again, thank God I bring my own protein bars and things like that, so I was fine, just a little hot. And then the person next to me, it it made me laugh inside because this just happens to us. The person next to me, he was really sweet, but he just kept asking me what was going on like I worked there. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm like, I heard the same announcement you did. Um, and so of course, you know, I'm kind and I'm like, well, well, no, they just said that they can't let us off the plane because they don't have the staff to let us off the plane. And they're telling us that there's bad weather in Denver. So they're waiting on clearance. And then he would just ask me the same question again. Well, why aren't we getting off the plane? And I'm like, um, hello, (laughs) hello. And what was so funny is I had on Beats headphones because I was watching, um, a terrible Netflix series. I won't even tell you about it because it was just awful acting. It was more humorous than anything else. And then he starts asking the person on the other side and she's telling him the same thing I told him. And then he would just turn around and ask. I don't know if he was just wanting to make conversation. I don't know. But it was funny. It was funny to me um, because this kind of stuff happens to us, right? And of course, I'm kind and God bless him. I, I don't know what the deal was because he was also asking me to fix his screen because this airline had little screens on the seat in front of you that you could take their little cheap headphones and watch movies. And I don't know how to work it and I wasn't using it. So I have no idea. And I don't normally fly this airline. So he's asking me how to turn it off. And I said, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't touch mine. And then he would just ask me again, start tapping the screen and going, how do I turn it off? I'm like, uh, 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 I, 
I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I knew, I would be more than happy to help you. I don't know. I don't work here. And that part was really tickling me on the inside because there you go. We just get this kind of stuff for the who we are on the planet. And you know what? It ended up fine. They ended up getting us to Denver finally. And then once we got there, it was another two hours to get our bags. So it was a long day. And thank God that we got home safely and that everything worked out as it always does. And because it was a travel day at work, you know, I get time back for that. And so it was all perfect. Then I spent the weekend getting readjusted, time zone, recovering, and the embracing the suck worked because it all worked out. So there's the work update. And let's go into the topic for today. And that is the difference between family and relatives. And this is coming up a lot for people trying to work things out with family members who are really just relatives. And a relative is someone who is connected by blood or, or by marriage. It's just someone that is connected to you. And a family is a group that you're closely related to by blood. We also have a chosen family. So this could be your soul family, your friends, friends that become family. And Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say that God gives you friends to apologize for your family. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, but what I wanted to say to you is we don't know why we choose to incarnate into the family that we come into. We decide that before we come into the body. And so there's always something that's there, put there for us to grow, to work through, to learn, to evolve. And everyone has trauma. I have not met a single soul on the planet that just comes into this planet with no trauma. They have a perfect family. They're happy. It's exactly what they need. They have no trials and they just exist and they're so happy. I have not met a single soul on the entire planet. And so what often happens is us, because we're the odd ones, we're the black sheeps, I will hear people get really hurt and upset about looking at what they think is a perfect family or a supportive family that they can see externally when, in reality, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes in anyone's life. And I can tell you, doing the work that I've been doing, I talk to people from all walks of life, from all income, all statuses, and I'm telling you, there's not a single soul that doesn't have something that they're working through. Now, I will tell you, a lot of us came here to break cycles in our family. I'm going to do a podcast about that. And so because of that, we are the ones that step outside of the family norm. We are the ones that don't quite fit in. And it's designed that way because we're breaking ancestral patterns. We're forging a new way. Someone has to do it. The person that is the cycle breaker is the one that gets the stones thrown at it because no one can see that. No one else can see it because they're just repeating what was shown to them. So when you do something that hasn't been shown before, there comes resistance. And I talked a long time ago about the work of Dr. Mario Martinez, and he talks about tribal shaming. So when you step outside the, the norm, which some family members are not family, they're, they're relatives. And I've got a lot of relatives. And they're people that I don't necessarily mesh with. I don't, we just, we're not the same. I don't mesh. I don't feel good around them. I don't want to be around them. And then I have family that I just feel so at ease with. I want to see them. I look forward to seeing them. And I realize some people have no family members that they feel like they mesh with. And even in that situation, it's all perfect. It is exactly the way it's supposed to be. And it really is the perspective that you hold. So in the tribal shaming, it's more or less just having the mindset that 
that is how they get you to fall back in line with the group. So this is the way that they'll try to guilt you. They'll try to throw stones at you. They'll try to make fun of you. They'll try to gang up on you. They'll talk about you. You know, and I deal with this like manipulation where they try to manipulate and it's their own stuff and I'm too smart for it. So I don't even, it doesn't phase me because it's their own unhealed parts of themselves and they don't understand me and they don't understand my walk of life. They don't understand my path. They don't know how I grew up because they didn't grow up with me. And so they're only sharing from their point a perspective that is not mine. And that's their path and that's their truth and they can have it, but it doesn't take away from mine and it doesn't change my position. And so... If you're interested in the tribal shaming thing, I did do a podcast on it. You can do a search on my channel and you can look for it. Or you can just go directly to the work of Dr. Mario Martinez. And he does, his book is The Mind-Body Code. It's very fascinating. He talks about how centenarians broke out of the mold. They were people that didn't follow the path. And they were the people that forged a new way ahead. They have rituals in place and they broke the mold. And so I wanted to share that with you because chances are, if you're listening to this, you're one of those people. And I understand it can be disappointing. I know when my father died, I was connecting with a family member who I I genuinely wanted to connect with. And I genuinely wanted to have a relationship. And then it dawned on me that that person was just trying to get money. (laughs) And it was so disappointing. It was so disappointing because I would never, ever do that. I would never do that. But I'm not wired that way. I'm I'm not a person that feels like a sense of entitlement I'm not the type of person that tries to get from people. I'm a giver. And so when I had that realization, it was painful, but I was grateful for the realization. And then I just decided that I'm going to be very in tune with the way that I feel. So there are certain relatives that when I interact with them, I feel slimed. When I visit, I don't feel good. The things that they lead with, their stuff, um, they take little jabs at my stuff, my situation. And they do it in a passive-aggressive way because they don't know how to have a mature conversation. They're very disconnected from their own emotions. And because I know that, what I do is reflect and say, I grew up around that. And look how far I've come. I am nowhere near that. I'm not like that. I've done so much healing work. I don't want to be around these people unless I have to be. I don't enjoy it. I don't feel good. And it just, we're not, we're not a match. And that is okay. That is okay. There is nothing wrong with that. If I have to interact, I will, but I will take the perspective that they're going to be who they are and they're going to do what they do. And we're not in vibrational alignment. So I can be pleasant. I can be kind. And I'm always going to be from a loving heart space because I genuinely wish the best for everyone. I don't think that everyone wishes the best for me. In fact, I know I can feel that bitey energy. And the way that I see that is like, okay, well, you have a karmic impact of wishing that upon me. It's not going to touch me because I'm protected, but it's going to boomerang and come back to you. And because those are the vibrations you're emitting, you're going to grab like vibrations while it boomerangs back to you and get more of that to you. And God bless you. And I hope that you are healed. And I do all this internally. There's no sense in trying to talk to people who can't even meet themselves. People can only meet you as deeply as they have met themselves. And so when you choose to be on a path of healing, you, you're a different person, you're looking at things from a different perspective, that perspective isn't for other people, it's for you. So I don't ever go and try to share people, share with people about like what I'm doing or talking about what I'm doing. If they bring it up, And they're genuinely interested and I'll feel the difference because a lot of times it's just them trying to put me down to make themselves feel better. Um, I limit what I talk about and I just say, well, you know, I'm just not in the space to share or, 
you know, if you're interested, you can check out my website or maybe you can go look it up on the internet. I'm not going to drop what I'm doing and offer my services to someone who isn't even in a place to receive it. And the same is true for just sharing. I share very little about myself. The last time I visited, um, my daughter and I went and visited some relatives. Oh, man, it was just so, ugh. We felt awful after. We felt so slime. They were just talking about all their things and what they're leaving to their kids. And very, there was no um, interest in us. It was all about me, 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 me. Look at me, 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 me. And that type of shallow connection sickens me. It's nowhere near who I am. And honestly, it was probably an awkward exchange for them because they don't know how to interact with me because we're so different. So I have compassion for that. I really do. But regardless of the fact, it's just not for me. We're not in alignment. And it's okay. That's my whole point of this podcast. It is okay. Find your people. Find who resonates with you who gets you who fills your cup and that's the other thing stop trying to get your cup filled from people who are incapable of filling it and sometimes people will send me (laughs) messages and they'll go I want this person to listen to this healing and get this healing from you but they're not open to it so stop it you're trying to change other people we all have free will choice and we all find this path when we're meant to find the path there's no point in doing that because if the soul won't receive it It's going to boomerang back anyway. And honestly, why are you doing that? You're doing that because you want them to treat you differently. So it's kind of a selfish part. And I get that a lot. People will say, well, this person, they're in victim mode. This person's doing this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And so can you do a healing on them so they'll stop doing this to me? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. We can't do that. (laughs) We can't do that. I get it. But often the lesson there is just healthy boundaries. And knowing when it's time to disconnect and walk away. And if you can't disconnect, then you can do, put boundaries in place that limit your interaction. And Dr. Mario Martinez talks about that in his book, Mind Body Code. He talks about milligrams of love. There's certain people that can only receive so much love a day before they turn toxic. So you could have a decent exchange with them, everything's well, and then they start complaining or throwing up on you or yeah, and, and that's when they met their threshold. So that's when you learn how to disconnect and move on. I had to do that with my mother. I had to learn how to set healthy boundaries with her because she was so negative and so pessimistic about everything. And she was a drain. She drained me. And this is before she got the dementia. Um, and, you know, dementia, in pranic healing, we, we learned that, you know, dementia is when the soul doesn't want to face what they've done. So they check out of this body. So that way they don't have to deal with any more of this lifetime or they don't want to deal with, they don't want to face it, but they still have to when they leave the body (laughs) and when they reincarnate, but they don't want to do the work this lifetime. And so that's why we don't really have protocols to help with that. I've gotten some other comments about that. People will email me about dementia or the cause. And, And of course there's all kinds of lifestyle factors, but when you think about it, there are some people that will chain smoke their whole life and they'll never get cancer. You notice that? There's always an energetic component to this stuff, and there's always a karmic plan. We don't always know. Um, We don't always know the reason, but that's why there's, like, these anomalies where people, they just escape, and you're like, wow, I can't believe that. So we all have a different path. That's my whole point. It's all, it's a unique path. We're all going to have challenges we have to face, but my hope for you is that you find your people and find your chosen people. I have been so blessed with I have 
several really close friendships that are my chosen family that have been in my life for decades. And we've went through all kinds of things together. You know, your family is people who go through the journey with you and they get me and they accept me, even though we don't agree on everything and we can have disagreements, but there's a deep bond and a deep love there. And so our people will find us. And I've went on this rant for too long. So let's go into a healing. You can uncross your arms and legs and focus on your breathing. And I will turn the healing on. Okay, and so it is. You can come back into your body. Friends, if you haven't left me a review on iTunes, you can do so over on the iTunes platform. And I want to thank you for all your reviews, your kindness, your feedback. You all are so sweet. And you keep me laughing too. You guys are so great. I really appreciate it. And I want to wish you a beautiful week. Take care. Bye-bye.